You guys feeling good out there? Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show again, guys. As we know, the Good Flight Podcast is a place where we can come in and just chat about all things drones. And I don't know about you, Paul, but recently uh, I was just uh, hanging out watching some TV when I came across some pretty badass footage on uh, on Red Bull TV. I think it's some revolutionary stuff out there. I was watching Natural Selection. Did you see that? I did. I was, uh, I mean, it was constant just seeing people post about it, how excited they were to see, I mean, FPV drones being brought into the limelight as part of something that they so naturally integrate with. And to that end, we brought the uh, masterminds behind the program. We've got the uh, the two-time DRL world champion, Jordan Temkin, and the two-time DRL runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode <laughs> 07. Guys, Welcome, guys. How you feeling? Both uh, repeat guests on the show. So we've got everybody here in the same cheers. place at the same time. It's going to be great. Yeah. Welcome to the Good Flight Podcast, guys. Did we not play it when you were on? No, I don't remember hearing that. We like for episode one, we recorded this like studio professional (laughs) cut of the Good Flight podcast intro song. John sings in it. Oh hell yeah, (laughs) it's phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't really. I mean, I I do have like a like a far distant vocal in the background. I was part of the chant. I was doubling that up. (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) It's pretty great. You know, if we're going to be doing this, Nurk, for the next 15 years, that jingle has to hold up. And so far, I think it does. So I, I'm getting more and more okay with it every single time I hear it. Yes. <laughs> I'm only like, you know, eight out of 10 embarrassed instead of nine. Yeah, it puts us in a good state of mind. So uh, I guess let me do, introduce uh, ourselves. Uh, as you guys know, uh, you're on Paul Nurkula's channel here. He's, he's so smooth on the sticks. Uh, also DRL world champion. I'm co-host John Graham. I specialize in aerial cinematography and together uh, we'd like to interview some of the best in the business out there in drones. And as we already introduced Gab 707 and Jordan Temkin Jet. Oh man, I'm privileged to be in the same room with you guys. Welcome back. <laughs> same room across the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gab, where are you right back. now? This doesn't look like uh, your normal home. This does not look like my normal home. Well, I just came back from the U.S. from Jackson, and I am quarantining because that's what you do uh, when you come back to Canada. So I'm quarantining, waiting for uh, for a new job in uh, Alberta. So I'm in an Airbnb in Calgary uh, by myself for uh, for a while, taking right. COVID tests days, and right. waiting around. What are you doing by yourself? What are you finding to occupy your time other than go on land podcasts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been tinkering <laughs> on gimbals. I've been writing emails, and I've been sleeping a lot. That's Dude, good. I'm jealous of a lot sleep. of sleep catch up. That is <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, you guys were. Ex- I, I can only imagine how exhausted you guys were and freezing cold. So uh, we talked about a little bit about it before, but natural selection. One of the ultimate. I think it was the inaugural. I'll let you guys explain it best. But from what I know, it as it was the first ever uh snowboarding event where it was kind of a backcountry 
uh, freestyle event with some of the best riders in the world all came together. And where were you guys exactly? Uh, we were in Jackson Hole. It's at, well, so there's a bit more history to that. Um, yeah, please. Uh, Natural Selection is the brainchild of Travis Rice. If you don't know who Travis Rice is, he's like one of the most, you know, if not the most influential snowboarders of our time in terms Go of backcountry riding. Oh, yeah, yeah. if you haven't seen him, just watch The Art of Flight. Watch That's It, That's All. It's like the golden era of snowboarding film and backcountry and getting out into crazy places and riding these amazing spines down the, you know, Alaska or whatever it is. I'm sure you've seen some of that kind of stuff. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So his brainchild was to bring back snowboarding to its roots because that's where snowboarding is born. Snowboarding is born in in the need to go in deep powder uh it's about you know it's a thick board uh and just being free and creativity and you know some of the the very first riders were all about tricks and about about style uh you know in comparison to skiing which was very you know racing skis watch yourself watch yourself i well you know (laughs) snowboarding influenced skiing afterwards and then skiing took on the whole uh, a whole uh, different approach as well but anyway rewind what's the beef there jordan (laughs) <laughs> oh no, I'm a skier and we've, yeah. you know, you know, right. you, you got to <laughs> talk a little careful. trash. Yeah. Yeah. Who's better, um, Gab or Jordan? Who's faster? Well, skis uh, always. Jordan, on, ski, yeah. on skis, you go way yeah, faster always than on the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if Jordan was doing pizzas or something like that. I know you're. Oh, no, man, French fry all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, give that your story. <laughs> where was I? Oh, yeah, snowboarding. And uh, Travis Rice wanted to make a tour. I kind of brought it back to the origins of snowboarding in the backcountry. So it's about making a competition. Uh, it's a free freestyle competition um, where you are exploring natural terrain. That's why it's, they kind of called it natural selection. Uh, it's not about something that is fully groomed like a lot of, you know, X Games or Olympics or things like that. The courses are actually built up during the summer. For example, in Jackson, they, they spend, you know, most of the summer building up structures in the summer like kickers and landings and then you just let it dump <laughs> you let it dump snow and then you end up with this absolutely amazing one of a kind uh terrain that the riders can then uh zip down and uh, perform uh acrobatic uh, maneuvers uh on so yeah some of the best riders and it's yeah it's so they, they were there were a few events i think like seven or eight years ago um, they didn't really cuck, kick off the tour yet. This year it was, was a supernatural, snowboard. right? I guess it was the first yeah. one, like similar format, right? Yeah. And then I and guess it w- went on hiatus because it was just so. It's got to be. It's got to be expensive and incredibly difficult to put something like this on. I mean, you mentioned building jumps half a year uh, ahead of schedule, which is kind of absurd. I don't think of any other type of event where you have to think that far ahead. I mean, the Olympics, obviously, there's planning and stuff like that, but they're not physically building some of the jumps and things ahead of time i mean they're usually just demolishing houses and (laughs) building up stadiums Stadiums, (laughs) (laughs) depending on where they're going yeah Yeah, exactly so what was the you know i mean for something that's fairly new or at least coming back like when did the conversations for uh fpv to be involved with natural selection start and you know when did all of the you know i mean we've got some pretty cool specialty drones and gimbal systems that were developed for this like when did this whole conversation begin in in this in, whole story began like over a year ago or you know maybe two three years ago i don't know um travis has 
kind of been stoked to see what I've been doing with uh, with Shredbots uh, and Torstein Horgmo. So also all the uh, the snowboarding films we've been putting together and uh, which were, you know, increasingly relying on FPV to bring some of the angles, uh, some of the midair just orbits around. And the one that, had, you know, struck out to him was kind of the chase cam. Because uh, in his mind, that was the chase cam is sort of the only way to really give you the idea of what it means to be riding down this terrain. So it's kind of a video game type of angle. And uh, and I think that that's what he really was looking for. And it was, you know, sometime early winter last year, I just got a call from Travis randomly. <laughs> like, wow. hey, uh, so would you mind coming out to this thing in Jackson? And uh, we're it's, it was just a test event. And uh, we're we're doing like a test event for the natural selection. They hadn't done too much prepping that time. Uh, they just invited to select a few riders. I went out there and tried to do my best at doing a chase cam uh, with an FPV drone. So I had, you know, hydrophobes and something that's kind of weatherproof. They had, you know, an Inspire and all sorts of other stuff up in the air. Uh, they, they took me out a bunch of times, ditched a couple of drones in the snow because of it. Oh, no. Uh, and then, you know, but it was a great, it was a test event, right? So it allowed us to figure out all the problems, the logistics, what it meant to be there and doing a follow cam like that. And um, afterwards, uh, we spent quite a few, quite a few days chatting back and forth on, you know, what would we need to now do this live? And then let's let's assume this was now a live TV show. And how? What are we doing? Um, <laughs> the the FPV drone with with the fixed camera angle. Uh, to give you an idea, I was running at like minus 30, 30 degree tilt or something like that. Because this was at the test event, or this is this time around. Yeah, yeah, this is still test event. We're still an hour. Uh, sorry, a year, a year ago. And the Shen drone's uh, hydrophobe is kind of like the Ichabod. It has a tilting GoPro and camera to where you yes. can aim it all down and have it be clear of the props. Also, gap design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, th- that frame was actually designed for this kind of thing because. Nor on a normal FPV frame, while well, you, your camera tilt goes up, and you, that's what's clear as your props, and um, that just doesn't work because if you're going, if you ever tried flying downhill, you pick up a lot of speed very, very, very fast, and so well, you need negative tilt because it kind of you know allows you to hit the brakes as you're coming down. But a lot of problems came up, um, like the riders don't, don't always ride perfect. As soon as there's some tracks, the riders just freaking bomb it down the hill, and then you need to be fast, and then the jump comes up, and then they start speed checking, and they start slashing big turns, whoa, 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 and then you need to hit the brakes as well. And, you know, it's it's very hard to match the pace of a rider going downhill. Like, they're, they're, they're weaving in between trees, they're jumping, you need to anticipate the speed, suddenly they're on the brakes, sometimes they fall over, and if you want to make something that works for a broadcast, the the FPV with a fixed camera angle was not going to work. It was just not happening. And that's where I told him, okay, well, um, you know, if you give me a year, I'll, uh, I'll work on making us a gimbal. And that's, that's what kind of sparked off that project. Well, I never actually got a year. I more, more so got like two months, but yeah. So you, you went out to this test event, you saw everything that was needed to be done and kind of went back with with this list of this is it has to be able to fly downhill it has to be cha- able to change speeds has to be able to change camera angle i guess is what you're saying yeah um so so what happened at that point you just dive straight into development or is that you know how wh- where with all that information where do you go from there um there's another element we needed was uh, weatherproofing which well you know 
also think to add to the list. Um, so where do we go from there? Uh, back then, <laughs> and I think, waterproof it. <laughs> right, That's Andy Shen's favorite uh, phrase. Yeah, we we always we always laugh about that with Andy. Like every time he shows me a design, I'm like, "You're like, all right. Uh, how do we waterproof it? Uh, <laughs> and of, uh, can it do?" It can it do his, negative tilt. <laughs> most of his time on the good flight was complaining about how Gab always wants to waterproof drones. Right. But I hope people now see why. Um, yeah. I mean, like you're you flying through snow clouds out there. It was pretty cool. Like in that chase cam, you, you guys were getting as low as possible and often like, yeah, they, they slash up a big, you know, puff of pow or something like that. And you guys are following right through it, which is f- like the perspective that you only really see in video games, which is pretty badass. Is that Absolutely. why you needed like to be it to be weatherproof, or is it just just to bear the elements and the cold and like you know because that's not water that's that's snow right? Is that going to affect right. the drone? Um, well, if it's warm enough, the snow deposits on your electronics and melts, and then you have a problem. Snow is water, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I like to toss up a couple easy questions out there, okay, Paul? So, uh, so yeah, he's, you, you, he's literally a doctor in material physics. Like, he, <laughs> he knows. You won't get me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why can't you just conformal coat these things, like, and just uh, call it a day or something like that? Or, you know? Oh, you probably could, but yeah, you, you know, can. when you've got a live show on, at stake, you want to make do things properly and. In my experience with with the hydrophobe and the rigs before, like the best way to waterproof or just splash proof your rigs is just to put, you know, uh, protection for your electronics so that the snow doesn't get in in the first place. And I think I still stand by that. Um, a lot of people disagree and think you just can just smear some whatever that goo is that people have been that is trending right now. What, what's the coating? Anyway, Con- it's not conformal. Coating. It's not, con- there's yeah. something else though. There's even like a special FBV yeah, type of conformal yeah, coating but, out there. But these guys aren't really glue in her hair. Working yeah. with Torgstein and Travis Rice chasing snow warriors down mountains. Like who cares what they think? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that, I mean, that's, that's been my, my thought always. You, you need to protect your electronics and you know, my, my, my hydros are still rocking a year later, you open them up and the electronics look as if they came out of the package. And that's where I like my stuff to be at. People Especially say, if I'm going up live. People that say you don't need to, you, you don't need to do more than just conformal coat are the people who also say like GoPros look just as good as a Komodo, you know, it's just like, you just right. don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. That, or they just, they're the type of people like, Oh, my motors don't last longer than like, you know, like motor maintenance doesn't matter or whatever. Cause I just, you know, I'm smashing them up, you know, in three months anyway. Yep, They're yep. just sponsored pilots. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got waterproofing. You need to have negative camera tilt. You need to have variable camera tilt. You need to be able to live broadcast it. You need it to not fail. What else is there? Decent flight time. Decent flight time? Yeah, decent flight time. Uh, resistance to elements. High altitude. Uh, transportability, because we're obviously not. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't have these robots. Transportability. Okay, <laughs> strap three onto Jordan's back and make exactly. Him ski. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We basically had to ski all the gear in. But anyway, we'll, we'll get more to what happened. Yeah, on I the... can't wait. I'm I'm so excited for how many story, little stories there've got to yeah. be of that sort of stuff happening. Oh, there's oh, yeah. a whole bunch. So anyway, so I am uh, a year back um, with a big shopping list, and then yeah, just picking up you know contact with production, but you know how productions are uh, things move around and things are more complicated than uh, than anticipated like just putting on the event is really complicated because we're on the mountainside and there's a ginormous 
uh, RF component to it because you can't wire cameras, right? So it's it's a huge network of RF stuff that has to cover the whole mountain to work. Uh, there's a lot of people involved. There's COVID uh, who almost, you know, shuts down everybody. And then by the time they gave it a go and like, okay, we're doing this and all right, let's, you know, price things out and work it out. I had just very, very, very limited time. And that's where, that's where Jordan came in uh, because it was uh, fall 2020, uh, starting winter. And then we're like, okay, well, we need to do a test event and we need to kind of, well, sorry, a scout, scout event and then just see the RF and see everything work. And with the idea was, okay, you know, just bring us a prototype and come on down. Um, because of COVID and the whole quarantine story, I wasn't going to go to the U.S. just for, you know, two, three days and then quarantine for two weeks. So uh, I put in the the only other person in the world who would I, I trust to, to fly this kind of rig and to see the vision and to follow skiers and snowboarders, oh. uh, <laughs> so Mr. Jordan. And I sent him, basically, I slapped together this thing. Like I, I ordered a bunch a of stuff. Drum, right? is what he sent me. <laughs> I slapped together a drone. I had it for two days. In two days, I basically just zip-tied the crap out of it. Um, oh boy. I had a gimbal on there. I had a camera. I had a transmitter. I had everything that was kind of needed for the end project. But everything was just mashed onto this thing, this platform, and then shipped out to Jordan. <laughs> yeah, overnight shipping that took exactly. a week because of customs. Oh, right. geez. And it showed up, what, the day before I left? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, bro! Did you know, what, Jordan? Did you did you know what you were getting, or like how involved? Well, were you so in the Gab process? says he's sending me a gimbalized Sicario, and that I'm going to go out there, and all I have to be is a pilot and just fly it, and no worries, no big deal. <laughs> um, what ends up coming to the door? Well, and he shipped it out like on a Friday or something, and it's supposed to come the Monday, and I leave on a Thursday. It ended up coming on like the Wednesday or Thursday uh, with a broken gimbal that was snapped in half and in like four pieces. So yeah. I went it's to the hardware store. It. Yeah, super oh, the customized. Just like took it and just. <sighs> yeah, yeah, customs decided to customize it. They had a the couple, gimbal. couple extra Tim Hortons <laughs> little shakes <laughs> and just. It's kind it of a US that's kind of a actually. horror story. I mean, that's like that's a big that's a big problem right there. What I was really proud the of the drone with like four bricks in there. Like it's not. No, they broke it. <laughs> they for sure broke it because they like had put parts into Ziploc bags, kind of thing. Oh, like. So like Gab sent it out one way and it came to you in a few different And like the Tango pouch had like gimbal parts in it. And then Oh my goodness. So I went and got JB Weld and a bunch of aluminum and JB welded the gimbal together. It's probably (laughs) like three times stronger than he ever gave it to me as. So I was really three times heavier. It's fine. Yeah. That's insanity. Well, so so you you got this drone, you got it together the day yeah, and before. I, I you went flew on a out. scout that I had no idea what it was going <laughs> on about because I was just kind of tossed into it. Um, but Jackson Hole, so that was awesome. Yeah, um, and I met the RF company and I met the production like core crew, uh, and we went and I met Travis uh, and a part of his crew, and we all went to the top of the mountain to show how awesome Gab's new drone was, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, no. The drone flew, but the RF and the camera and everything, like, none of, like it wasn't receiving video. The HD downlink broadcast system wasn't working. Oh, no. Um, and I was like, 
an RF guy. Uh, just I just I just work here. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, I'm just about to fly the thing. You man. Just, just get Gab on the phone. He'll he'll answer um, all your questions. <laughs> what kind of and, uh, video transmitter uh d- did you guys end up going with in there? Let's talk a little bit. If, uh, if you can share those details. That's yeah, the sure. RF company's like it's their system. Okay. That it's, they gave. Those are like very standard for, for TV productions. Yeah. For TV productions, you tend to work on licensed bands. Uh, just because no one has transmitters to operate on those frequencies. So it's microwaves um, or something? Or like two, 2.0 okay. range is what they said. Yeah, like, got it. In the 2 gigahertz. And then there's a whole bunch of uh, very equip- very expensive RF equipment that you need to run those kinds of things because they're made for TV shows and they're made to be, you know, there's like for re- on the receiving side, there's these giant racks that cost, that cost in the, in the multiple tens of thousands of of dollars and yeah, I was the gonna, transmitter as well is like 10 grand unit and I, I saw that you even had like some customized like sma cables coming out of the goggles to run to some antennas and stuff too that's yeah? a that's a different story oh okay that's, that's the FPV side. we'll get there oh, we'll get there oh, we haven't so we, we're not there yet we're not there <laughs> okay sorry story. i get excited uh, but yeah, all, so, I, all i've been able to do is make little inferences from like yeah. instagram but i can't I, I have intentionally not asked any questions of Gab and Jet because I wanted to share it all with you guys. Okay, Gab. And nothing gets ahead. Paul excited like okay. uh, some antennas, though. I mean, that's the <laughs> shit. He loves that. <laughs> loves the antenna. Longer the better. I just pre-order my V2 DJI goggles just hey. now. I'm excited about that. Oh, Welcome I was looking at that, too, but I saw they're out of stock again. Uh, Pyro, if you order from Pyro, it's in batch one. He said it will ship Monday. Oh, you order before the podcast free. comes out. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you got nothing to do while you're quarantined. You might as well just go shopping. Just order stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shopping list that I'm like slowly thinking about. Anyway, uh, so you're at the top yeah, of the so mountain. You're firing work. a drone. Drone doesn't it didn't work. work. It what was do do? bad. Um, I call Gab. Gab's like, I don't know what to do. Um, and it was. How are you feeling in, in that end, moment? It What's was a the... good thing because then the whole production kind of was like, okay, let's focus a little bit more time on this drone. Um, and then Gab took over in Canada. Yeah. So we literally rocked up to, so what happened is they, they sent me out to the, uh, the RF guys' uh, headquarters and shop um, to kind of figure this whole thing out. So Jordan shipped me the drone back, which took another week in customs. Again, overnight chip, but took another week in customs. <laughs> By the time I got it, I had literally, again, one day, and then I flew out with it to, to Toronto. <laughs> so remember, I slapped this drum together with zip ties and stuff, and like I had no time to tune anything, work anything out, and then it finally... We're f- I'm finally testing it for the first time myself uh, out in Toronto with the RF guys. We plug everything in, and it works flawlessly. <laughs> Of course. And then the RF problem that they were having, somehow the, the feed was intermittent. They just kept on cutting out and they were blaming it on the FPV equipment. And, of course. Or the power source. Yeah, they source. thought it was the DJI because we're blasting like 700 milliwatts yeah. here yeah. and 500 milliwatts there. And yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we rolled up there at the RF place, the same drone, the same stuff, plugged everything in and everything worked perfectly. So, okay. So what do you do from there? What do we do from there is uh, we tried to go through all the transmitters that they had and determine that maybe the transmitters were just too sensitive of a piece of equipment to have flown around on a drone with a lot of vibrations. 
Um, oh. And then we ended up just going with something more robust. So okay. well, and powered with the same 12 volt that's powering the gimbal. Well, it worked. It worked. We, yeah. I, I flew that thing out. Oh, no, it's because we were on and we had video. We had perfect it's, video. It's because we were in front of the client. That's why. <laughs> I, think, I think the problem when you were there and there was like 15 people standing around you right. waiting for this thing to work. That's why it didn't want to work. <laughs> so uh, we stepped it up to a bigger transmitter that they had. That's the point where I was like, okay, I'm glad we picked a Sicario and not a 7-inch or something. Because we could have probably made it happen with the smaller transmitter they had in mind at first. Mm-hmm. And the smaller camera, but then we ended up going with a bigger camera and a bigger transmitter, and and the payload still weighs now 500 to 700 grams or something. So happy we were on the on the seven inch. Um, anyway, so <laughs> finally got the chance to test this thing in flight and then see how the gimbal was doing, and it was doing terrible. Okay. Obviously. Well, well we got to rewind on the gimbal. So this is a custom built, like you designed this gimbal system from the gr- ground up so yeah. the gimbal or, the gimbal we had at the time there was a gimbal that i basically okay. ordered of some guys okay. i found uh it was not purpose-built for this um like a feyu tech or something or custom no it's some guys who make who make custom gimbals okay cool uh oh. i were kind of hard to work with it wasn't really what i knew what i wanted it i ended up customizing a few things on it already sending it to Jordan, and then, yeah, that I finally got the chance to test it there, so think about it, we're now at December um, 2020, just before Christmas, Jeez. trying to figure this thing out, and the gimbal's not working. It's like, well, um, in, in a month, we need to be... Right, have yeah, five of yeah. these. We need to, to be to, in Jackson to give, with, with... To like give five. some temporal confidence for people that are maybe watching this in the future, like, that's literally a month and a half, maybe a month and, like, ten days away from go live. Yeah. Like it's got to be in the air working right. and you're working with those like five or six different things that we were already talking about with weatherproofing. Yeah. I haven't angle, touched any these, of that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't touched any of that yet. Like the Sicario, <laughs> thankfully the Sicario was coming to a point where I, I knew that it was a good platform and was working well yes. uh, because the development of that, you know, came, came out through the summer and then by the fall a, it was, was rocking. What's the Sicario? The Sicario. Uh, yeah. If you haven't heard about it is a, uh, is an Octo, uh, X8 uh, design. So you've got four four arms, but you have two motors on each arms, superimposed. It's part of the Cinelifter family of FPV drones. It's got kind of arched arms so that your your payload sits in the middle of the drone. Uh, one of the main problems with those Cinelifters is usually that your payload is really heavy. It's a heavy camera. It's a, you know something which shoots cool stuff. It's a nice camera, big sensor, and it's um, it's always offset from the motors a lot, which makes it fly. Uh, not so great. And so the Sicario's answer is to kind of arch the arms up and put the payload right in the middle, and that gives it much better flight characteristics. So, it's yeah, the sexiest Cine lifter in the world. That's what that is. I love oh, I love that drone. It flies it's, really well. It's like it's like that Subaru oh, motor, like the like the low center of gravity, the way the arms the way the arms, yeah. The way the arms like arch up, it's just hell yeah. <laughs> if you were gonna if you were I mean this in a in the most complimentary complimentary way, but if you were to just imagine, like if you didn't know what a drone was and you say, hey, I want to make this camera fly, I bet you like, you know, an artist would draw something up kind of like the Sicario. Yeah. You're basically just adding these like, you know, beautiful arched arms to a flying it's, red. It's curvy. It's, let's, yeah. let's just be real. Like it's, it's badass. Like a, like a fine model. 
it definitely looks a hell of a lot better than the thick. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we call like the thick is just like a like a thick like a thought. You know, it's, it's like a, it's you know it's unimaginative. The yeah, thing. The, the it's sick great. Is like, it does its job. Yeah. But, well, it was never supposed to be imaginative. Like the thick was. <laughs> Was I told Andy one day, you know, we were talking about hexes and things like that. We need to carry bigger cameras. And I told him, you know what? We need to go X8. And he's like, no, no way. No, I don't think anyone, I don't (laughs) think any flight controllers out there can do X8. I think every conversation I've ever started with Andy starts with, no, no way. (laughs) And then he's like, okay, yeah, I get it. (laughs) And then I I started digging and found, surely enough, found a few flight controllers that could do X8. And then we're like, okay, the game is on. And then. It's going to be and crazy. Now people it's are developing X8 flight controllers just for that purpose. Right. Yeah. And back then, it was it was really wasn't clear that that was good, even going to fly, and that the Betaflight code would even work for X8s because Betaflight codes always been optimized for quadrotors. Talking like a year and a half ago, or a year. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that's that's the Titan back. back in the day. Remember the Titan that raced the e, the Formula E? That was yeah, X8. the one that crashed into the ground. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> in front of... <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't on, that, that was in Betaflight, was it, Jordan? Yeah, that was. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, I mean, the question was always like, how good is it going to fly? Like, we have no idea because I, I think I think a lot of the code for X eight in like um, in the Ardu pilots and the whatnots right, are supposed to be optimized, and you can tune the mm. gains on like the top level and the bottom level differently, okay. so that um, because the bottom motor motors are fighting through the wash created by the top motors, yeah. and so the PIDs can be tuned different. Yeah, anyway. we've been fl- I've been flying X eight. Uh, for I guess about five years or so, uh, heavy lift side of things, and it's just kind of how it how it was for redundancy or for whatever reason. That's just like the Griffin frames. Um, yeah. They were designed around you know a coax uh, platform, and I always fantasize about my little mini quad, just like almost like taking two of the same mini quads and putting them belly to belly and just being like, oh, mm-hmm. let's just rip this around, mm-hmm. and here we are. Jet did that back in 2017. Dude, we yep. did with Moke and I. Yeah, with Moke. <laughs> with the, with the, I the that two video. atoms together. Yeah. And two controllers and two F. Yeah, that's another. And then you would like switch the, out. Okay, you're it now. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, I'm disarming. You take it. That's yeah. channel in FPV history. Yeah. <sighs> Show me what you got. That's link in still, the bio? still out there? Oh, yeah, it's still yeah. out. So Thanks. good. Um, but yeah, Gab, where were you? You're, right, you're so now it's December. developing. Yeah. Uh, end of December 2020, and I'm freaking out because my gimbal's not working. And uh, in a month's time, I need like five or six of those to show up live for for natural selection. And uh, do not want to disappoint Travis Rice. Do not want to stand like like an idiot there with something that doesn't work. Um, like Jordan? Yeah, like I did. Like he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, really um, could have gone to the states. He was just like, ah, let's just. It's not ready. Just send Jordan. <laughs> He's personable enough. He'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know if Gab broke it on the in the first place. Maybe it's yeah, just yeah, some he just smashed yeah. it, threw it in the pelly. Nah, Customs broke it. I, it was very nicely packaged in there. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how they broke that it. That was his I, reaction. When I said it was broken, he goes, that's impossible. I packaged it so nicely. There's no way it could have broken. Especially no, where it it's broke. broken. Especially like at the point it broke. So I think they kind of opened it and were like, just oh, like we can't put it back in because it was like nicely. Well, it was in there delicate in plastic. It was, you know, the way it was designed, there was like a half a millimeter of holding everything together. My yeah. goodness. Okay. So you're a month out. Oh, right. So, um, so Gimbal's not working. So start going on, you know, trying to look through um, support channels and talk to the guy who built it for me. And then no response because it's Christmas. 
and New Year's and all these Slice. days go by um, until I finally found the, the software the switch. Season. Oh, yeah. And we, we had races during this whole yep. thing, like a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. They just kept on adding. And then, oh, we have another race. And then, oh, another race. <laughs> and then we actually thought there was a race tomorrow. Well, we moved it. <laughs> there was this whole moment I remember distinctly where they're like, hey, we're going to do a race on this date. And both Gab and John are like, we're gone. And I'm like, hmm, what are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out changing the face of FPV as we know it. But we're going. Uh, right. So anyway, I fin- finally found the, the software switch on making this thing work. On, um, and um, my horizon leveling was working perfectly as it could like rip around parking lots and the thing would remain, you know, like, like real steady crops it out, perfect horizon leveling, uh, whip it around. You know, because one of the things that is tricky on gimbals is that they're usually not meant for really agile platforms. Yeah. Uh, they're meant for platforms that kind of go slowly and nice and consistently. Like uh, so it was important <laughs> to tune it right and to have very beefy motors on it so that it could take uh, any kind of G-force abuse. I, I got to the point where um, I was happy with it and then called the guy up who built me that one gimbal and... Well, called him up again and was like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to need another four of those um, in two weeks, if possible. Well, you know, I've been talking to him for like a month and a half or two about the different things and I wanted to change the design. And, you know, I had a, you know, a guy, you know, working with me on building this gimbal, right? So I'm talking right. to him, like, we're going to have to change this. This needs to be reinforced and yada, 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 yada. And then he basically turns out, uh, turns around and says, well, I can't do it. Oh. I had a bunch of orders come in and I can't do it anymore. Oh no. So here I am, um, like on the fifth of January, like going, Oh my no, god. Three weeks out. <laughs> I have twenty days to make five gimbals. Uh, and I don't even have a guy to build them anymore. Did you have the I like the intellectual property behind it or did you have like CAD models? How much development were you were you I had nothing yet. Yeah. I had I had a guy who you built me that gimbal and I spent I spent two months trying to make it work. Um, so yeah. I had nothing. Um, so anyway, on the 5th of January, um, completely freaked out. Um, but I did manage to source what I basically decided, okay, I'm just doing everything from scratch, no matter the amount of time I have to put into this or the amount of gray hair, um, I'm going to have to concede to life. His hair still looks great, by the way. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I don't think there's a chance that Gab will ever lose his hair at this point. <laughs> no, it, it goes, it goes. <laughs> it is it is here uh, that's that's age yeah, yeah, that's age coming through for those that are just listening he's pulling his hair back and you're seeing a little bit more forehead than i expected to see i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh, i've managed to source all the all the electronics so motors encoders wiring got those express shipped started picked up cad modeling I had never done any CAD modeling yeah, properly before. Fusion, just like that. So I learned what? Fusion. picked it up. YouTube, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fusion, Are 360. you kidding me? Uh, I had, well, I, I had used Tinkercad before, but never like a proper... <laughs> that doesn't count. I don't know. So you, wait, wait, wait. You wanted so, to do it all in Tinkercad, by the way. Yeah. Like, from you tried, He was like, I'm going to do it all in Tinkercad. I was like, no, man. You please. had 20 <laughs> days to recreate an entire gimbal from the yeah. ground up. Yeah. Not knowing how to do CAD in the first place. Yeah. Or gimbals, for that matter, right? No, no, nor All gimbals. Right. I quit. I'm out. I don't care anymore. I don't. Drones, <laughs> you guys, it's all you. 
<laughs> he's serious too. You know, you're he's supposed serious. to be just he's concentrating out. on flying and piloting and, and getting in there. We haven't even talked about the challenge That's of like, of, uh, yeah, following snowboarders. Some of the best. No, we haven't even gotten the there yet. No, we haven't, <laughs> haven't gotten out. even to the fun part. That's just like a given. You're like, oh, the whole flying, the whole technical aspect of uh, ripping down the mountain, chasing these snowboarders. There, that's fine. I yeah, need so to I mean, you know, that. I've I've tried to make a few, a few, a few posts on my pages just to kind of give people a bit of perspective, but I don't think it does it justice. Like, no, it no, was it was a ridiculous amount of work to <laughs> make these things work. It does not and, do it justice, and and I knew that when I saw it, and I'm so glad that you guys are here to describe it because I think this will give it some give it more credence than it already deserves. This is all still Gab. I'm just sitting in the sidelines. Yeah. Laughing at him. <laughs> I've kind of noticed. I'm like, bit. hey, bud, it's three weeks out. How are you doing? And he's like, I don't have a gimbal yet. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> see, you, see you at the end of the month, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, <laughs> Hope it all works out. Yeah. Just let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like finding your dad. <laughs> no, we were, we were like in there. We were like going racing and DRL had was dropping races on us and we were trying to figure out our end of season and anyway just just like if it doesn't work out i'll just be skiing for a week in jackson it's fine yeah i mean we did do that also we did do that as well yeah so anyway so i started cat software so i started drawing up a bunch of things a bunch of arms uh started working with my buddy um ignacio or zenith fpv started printing stuff out for me at crazy rates <laughs> they're beautiful prints they are beautiful the prints, best yeah. some of the best prints i've ever seen that's awesome he's in canada or Seattle, yeah right? he's in canada awesome um it took me uh, i mean otherwise they would have been destroyed by customs but yeah well <laughs> about these no his were robust arms nice. mine were, they were like yeah. well designed reinforced he's making the he's printing out those heat sink uh pieces for the sicario right the oh gosh why are those such a thing so anyway we haven't gotten to the to the we're still talking about the gimbal <laughs> but the the weatherproofing was one of those things like the sicario was actually built uh with um weatherproofing in mind on the long yeah. term uh i remember i told andy like he, he wanted to make a general you know make cutouts in the frame and i told him no you just build the whole thing and put in just two holes under the flight controllers so that one day we can come in and seal the whole frame and then put a heat sink under the flight controller and keep everything nice and cool uh, while we go ripping. So the, the door was open there to, to make that happen. But again, like I had no time. Uh, I just needed to make this thing happen. Uh, I was neck deep in trying to design the gimbal. And I was like, okay, I need to just make some skirts. Uh, got Andy to design some skirts, which I then modified to add. Add all those heat sinks, uh, something for the air unit at the front, and then something for the the, the two ESC stacks. And those were not absolutely untested when we went to Jackson. Those were oh, kind right. of just built. Um, I had put a, put them on two on my two on my two rigs. All right, because I needed to have five five drones, right? So <laughs> I don't least. know if you've tried to build <laughs> to build a sinew lifter. It's a long process. It's not just done in two, three hours. Uh, like a quad. is such a pain, especially on the sick, because you got to like put like the zip ties on the arms yeah. to keep and them the all. The Sicario is more complicated. <laughs> it takes much, much, much more time. So anyway, on the drone side, I actually built two of them myself, and then I was just as as I had them, just started. I hired um, Troy from uh, Quad Standard Labs to yep. build the other three. And I was as I was going through the making the designs, I was just sending them out to him and like, okay, no, actually print this and no, actually change it to that. And <laughs> sending him pictures of how my rigs were. And he was just like, Oh my god, what are, I can what, imagine Troy just being like, This isn't how you do business. 
<laughs> and then he, he actually like finished them. I finally shipped him the, the, the thermal parts because he didn't have the, the plastic. So, so the, the thermal parts, uh, the heat sinks are actually 3D printed. Uh, just because it's lighter and you can design anything and yada yada yada, it's not as efficient as um, as aluminum. But for FPV, we don't really need that much heat conduction. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I but they're only fi- they're only for- like fifty sixty bucks, Jordan. So just like, why not just like get it? You know, just order them up. Why not? At that point, that's yeah. the mentality I have. Well, we're going to be working on that a bit better now. We have a bit of time, so maybe we'll have some aluminum stuff. As aluminum things as well, but um, I just need to take them through the ringer and see see if it actually makes a difference or not. Anyway, so I'm shipping stuff to Troy as well, uh, getting him the weatherproofing kit uh, that he needed to build the Sicario with. And then he basically finished the rigs like on Monday and shipped them on a Tuesday. And then I was rolling into Jackson on a Wednesday and oh got them on gosh. Thursday. And then I basically spent... Oh, and I had a DRL race as well. Oh, yeah, from the conference. In, That's from where Jackson. you were in the conference room? Yeah. I was in the conference oh, room in Jackson. Gosh. And I had just gotten the, the rigs the day before and, and spent the whole day like, <laughs> rebinding everything and making sure everything works, realizing, and oh, my God, we forgot this, room. we forgot that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we haven't gotten to that part yet. We're, we're not there yet. <sighs> oh, okay. Remember, we're still in January. I'm still trying to design rigs <laughs> uh, and designing gimbals. And I uh, finally like all the parts, and then realized I w- oh yeah. So we made a spent some hours with with Andy to design the pod oh, on the Sicario to carry be. the gimbal, obviously, right? Yeah. And then realizing oh my god, I'm gonna have to build five of those, and then start counting screws. Oh my, oh shit, I need like a thousand of these screws, and I I need there's like a ridiculous amount of 3D printed parts in carbon. <laughs> I needed to get cut like everything like within a couple of days, and then finally assembled all the parts. Yeah, well, you need to assemble them and test them. And then I was like leaving like in a week and I'm like, and I'm still just finishing off the design. I finally had one gimbal that I made myself and the parts were coming in. Sorry? How far out from the vent is this? This is like a week and a half from me leaving. (laughs) I finally have my first gimbal. (laughs) I'm so stressed. And I'm like, and it's after the fact and it's been a success and I'm still stressed out. I I know how the story ends and I'm like, oh my God. And then, like, I couldn't figure, I didn't know yet, you know, what, how, which screws I needed, how long, how do I need some washers, I need some 12 mil screws, I need some 18 mil screws, I need some yada, 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 yada. So anyway, I finally finished my gimbal, and then Amazon Prime, <laughs> ordering all the different screws, <laughs> next day delivery, because I couldn't find them in the, in the local stores. Oh um, got it, and then basically gave everything to Ignacio, built, made like a little manual thing. Gave it to Ignacio because I needed to finish up, well, the weatherproofing kit, which I hadn't done at that time. But anyway, gave all the parts to Ignacio and he built he built me four gimbals within like three, four days. When I got them back, so that's two days before leaving. <laughs> before before transitioning countries. Yes, before leaving to, to the US. In a global pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so I had to, you know, you had to get COVID tested. You had to do all these things like yeah. plan your trip ahead and complications and packing snowboards and anyway and organizing drones with troy at the same time <laughs> anyway so i finally get my gimbals i'm like yay i got five gimbals and we're gonna make it started taking pictures getting stoked started posting on on, on the internet on the instagram how amazing it was oh, like, so okay you, I, I assumed until now until this moment that you were just kind of saving it until the event 
to like show off the cool technology that you <laughs> no, built I like actually, months ago. <laughs> real time. Yeah, this is like this is the first one that's actually put together that you're taking pictures of and putting on Instagram. Right, right. So I put it together and went, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have five gimbals. I'm stoked on having five gimbals. And they're like, okay, well, I guess I should test them, right? Um, so I go back in, I flash all of them, uh, turn them on, and one of them worked. Oh, oh, <laughs> Only one out of five worked. What do you mean worked? Like, what's going this, on? Did, this is in uh, Canada or like this is in what, Jackson? This is in Canada. I'm okay. still in my place, but I'm leaving in like two days. <sighs> is it just like twitching around? Is it twitching? Is yeah, it you turn cold? it on and the gimbal is like perfectly fine. And then something goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then the second it's one like just started. The second one goes, to, 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 to. the yeah, third one just rolls problems. on itself. And you're like, oh my God. No, not only is it not things. the same problem, uh, and they're all like not working. And it's all the different problem every time. So I basically have to sit down for each one of them and I have to figure out what's going on and retaking everything apart and then replacing boards and then trying. What in the world? Anyway, so I'm lucky you got out. so many of those boards, though, huh? Yeah, a good thing. A good thing. I ordered you bought a like bunch of extra sets. parts. Yeah, okay. I ordered like ten Wait, sets. So, what's cause... your your failure rate at this point? Is eighty <laughs> percent? Something like that. <laughs> I, like I don't. So I'm still in. The, I I still don't really know if they all failed because I like didn't calibrate them properly because I didn't know the software right or you know there's something I forgot to configure. Um, and somehow one of them just worked out of the box, and all the others I had to tinker. Oh my goodness! Um, but it's like you don't even have time. Really you don't even have time to to go through that that process. No, I don't don't have yeah. time. I'm leaving. You know, by the by now I've spent. I basically <laughs> spent all day. I haven't. You know, I've spent all day, and then it's packing day, and I'm like, okay, I, they they kind of sort of work now, and they seem to perform correctly. Packing day is the same day as travel day. I'm just saying. <sighs> Are well, you like not, what not you when you're eating? leaving at 4 a.m.? What are you eating during this time of your life? Like, are you wearing pants? Like, what's going on? Like, like what type <laughs> of a scenario is this? Like, I could just see him nurk. I could just see him like running around like a freaking mad scientist, and like you know what I mean, just like not even prioritizing. He's showering. a PhD of material physics. No matter what he does, he does it as a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you? He also eats cereal as a mad scientist. <laughs> I haven't told you. I also got a 3D printer in that time. I remember that being picked up as well. Yeah. How'd that go? Is it the it, worst hobby you've ever gotten into? No, it's great. Okay. It's, oh, it was look at absolutely that. it was look absolutely that. necessary for me. <laughs> look at that. Because I'm like, you know, making designs and slapping STLs out, sending those out to Ignacio to print. But I'm like, you know, if I just had a printer here, I could just do it myself. What so Jordan, in you, the midst you... of all this, a printer showed up and then I I spent ten hours building that thing like in a day because it was like I need this working right here, right now. Well, because you decided to buy the kit for no, some I reason. Should, I probably shouldn't <laughs> have done that. <laughs> you have to print your own parts with the printer to make it work and stuff like that. Well, there's like a fully built one and a kit. And he's like, I have zero time and it's crunch time. <laughs> I'm going to buy the kit. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a bad decision on my part there. But um, I learned a few things about, about the printer. There you go. <laughs> Next up, Gab gets an MBA too. Yeah, a little process, a little business. <laughs> and um, all right, so hey, great. So I'm flying out to Jackson. I think I have five gimbals that probably work. <laughs> Rock up in Jackson. Um, next day, the drones come in. I start binding everything up. Realize I forgot to tell Troy to put in kill switches. Well, and I'm supposed to be there to help, but I'm not. 
because right. we had Jordan was we, supposed to be there at the same time at the start, but he could he wasn't there because the DRL race DRL. decided to be that same couple days. So then, You're gonna race in the conference room too? They did not want me to. So you have just gotten to Jackson. You are competing in a world championship whilst making sure that five handmade three-week-old gimbals with no practical experience, no practical testing, hoping that you don't disappoint one of the number one snowboarders in the world with your custom-made drones. <laughs> How are you feeling? What's going on? What's going through your mind at that point? I was pretty tense. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And, uh, like I, I probably you know over overdid most of the things, but you know the the idea at the base was um, that's the gab way. Like I I don't do things halfway, and then when I sold them on the idea back in the day, it was the idea was the the questions came up. Obviously, you know, well, what are you going to do if a drone goes down? Can you keep flying, or what's going on? So I wanted to make sure that first of all the drones were as rugged as possible, hence the weatherproofing. But they also needed to have um, some of the features that we now have a days in, in race, racing quads. So that the fact that you can remotely kill switch the whole thing. So all the drones needed to have that built in so that if something happens, well, you just kill it and then plug a new one in and off you go again. Um, so Is this a, like, v, like a beta flight paralyzed or it's something else? It's a beta flight paralyzed. It's a it's VTX like channel, uh, okay. the VTX off channel. Okay. So you're just it's, cutting off voltage to the uh, DJI, DJI uh, air unit. Yeah. In addition to Paralyze. Okay, so it's kind of like team racing. Cool. In, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it's, it's piss switch. It's the yeah. same okay. pit mode, cool. yeah. Sick. Yeah. So, it's, so all that stuff had to be in there and obviously forgot to tell Troy um, to build that into the drones. So <laughs> here I am, these drones show up and started tinkering and then there's it's always i mean it's always like that when you have a custom rig and it suddenly you need to make a fleet of them they all they all have these little differences and you start once you start working on one you're like oh no i have to do this on all of them but it would be do i really need it probably not but it would be better if all of them were exactly identical right so we can just grab one or the other oh you have the you have the a team the b team right it's just like I want to use this one. Good if old we have to, boy. we go to this one. Yeah, okay. Well, how could so anyways, you tell? How could you tell them apart? Did you like number them or name them? Yeah, we we ended up naming them. Uh, we had uh, for Frozo because we left him up in it in the tent that we had on the mountain, and uh, water dripped down from the ceiling and froze the whole thing. It was covered in ice. Wow. Oh my god! That's Frozo. We had. Um, we had a whammy, which was my like one of my original uh, Sicarios that got built around and modified to come in. Um, we had um, we had Golden, Golden Boy, Boy, yeah, who was the He's one the we one actually used the whole, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the one drone we used for everything. <laughs> so you had uh, five; you only used one. Pretty much. That's awesome. Well, we we tested I mean, all of them. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We switched out some of the airframes, but essentially, we only used one. Yeah. That's one awesome. is, one is none, two is one, five is one. At the end of the day, you I know? say it took five to get to the one, not the yeah. other way around, right? Yeah, uh, because we always found something better on one of them, and they were like, "Okay, we got to put that into into the other ones too," and then <laughs> you end up improving, improving. But anyway, so you I end got up to with Jackson. The boy. Exactly. We were in Jackson on a Wednesday, on the third Wednesday, 
on Thursday, the drones show up, uh, prepped the drones on a Friday. Um, on Saturday, we had a DRL race in, from the conference center. World championship event. World championship event, the closing event of the season. Where I beat uh, Jordan? <laughs> barely. No big surprise. Fairly. Fairly and barely. But you didn't barely say you beat me. I mean... Well, well, that was always a gift. Kind of Paul. assumed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, it was a really, really good race. I, I enjoyed it. I think some of the, 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 the races towards the end of the season, just because I was just over the top with these gimbals, I was just going more into it. Just Yeah, you're just you're just letting it all out. You're like, I'm going to be, just yeah. dump everything into this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so conference center uh, race later uh, on Sunday, uh, Bryce Presswich showed up. Uh, if you know, you'll know him under Skyberries. Skyberries. Yeah, he's uh, he showed up, um, and then we were heading up the mountain for our first test day. What does heading uh, up the mountain look like with this amount of equipment? Uh it isn't too bad actually. Um, yeah, the, we took taking the gondola up. Yeah, you basically you grab a pelly case, you grab a backpack, uh, you get on the gondi, you ride down, you grab um, this like another lift. Um, and then you're, you, you ski down, um, in, you know, off, off the groomers through the trees. Uh, there's like a fence with pelican heavy, cases and yeah, backpacks. Pelican cases and heavy backpack. <laughs> you, you open up this fence and you hike your way into, to the spot and the spot, right? So we can start telling you about the spot, okay. <laughs> the spot, uh, we had our, basically a tower built, yeah. um, back mm-hmm. during the, the, um, the scout event. Uh, Jordan was there with the RF guy. Maybe you want to tell the story. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, the venue is like, it's really hard. Like any FPV pilot that goes there, you'd be like, I don't know how to fly this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's first, it's like a slight slant and then it gets steeper. So you can't fly it from the bottom because then you couldn't see the top. You can't fly it from the top because you couldn't do the bottom. And then it also is kind of like convex. So... If you're standing on one side, you can't fly the other side. So, like, no matter where you are, you can't actually fly this whole place with normally. So we ended up... From the ground. From the ground, right. So what I said was, okay, put us right where it rolls over on the side. And then they didn't want us in the middle of the venue because, you know, you don't want a couple of drone idiots standing in the middle of everything. That's the spot where I told him, like after right. the test event, I told him, yeah, we need to be like in the middle on there because uh, I don't see anywhere else. Right. That's where Gab flew the test event from, was from just like yeah. the middle on top of one of the rocks. And they were Probably. like, we can't do that because... That, you're going to you know, be in every shot. <laughs> right, you're going to be in the middle of the venue. <laughs> Wait, why is that guy in a yellow coat standing <laughs> there for no reason? So <laughs> I, so one of the, the people putting on the event was like, what if we build you a tower? We okay. like, you can do that? You can build us a tower? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So I said, okay, put us like right in the middle, but on the on the skier's right side um, and build us a tower as tall as you possibly can. And they built us a tower as tall as they possibly could, which was what, like 10, 15 feet? Yeah. 15 feet, give or take? Awesome. How'd, you yeah. get, how'd you get up and down it? A ladder. Drone. Very sketchy a ladder. ladder. Very sketchy ladder and ski boots. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have like a pulley system or something to get gear up no, and down? No, you one you one arm on a pelly and one arm, and you hup, 
<laughs> oh my god and like in zero degree weather where everything's covered in snow and ice got it yes. yeah in ski yeah. boots yeah okay, in ski boots and cold yeah. no big deal windy. i mean to be fair though there's probably the least dangerous thing happening on that mountain that weekend oh yeah I, well i mean it wasn't dangerous ever like there was railings yeah, if he falls he goes into power around like. three sides <laughs> yeah. Poof. yeah yeah nothing yes. like a little 15 foot rope though couldn't have helped out with uh you know, pulling gear up with though. No, no, we had enough. Guys. We're all young chaps, yeah. <laughs> except for Gab. Hmm? He's going bald slowly, <laughs> slowly but surely. So you guys got this sweet so you ass got a tower. Spot. I you saw some to... tents too. What's in the tents? Oh yeah, we had ice fishing tents. <laughs> ah, yeah. I saw like Cabela's logos. I think I noticed, but yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah the, the did you tents, have heaters in there? Generators? We had a bunch of generators of and um, a heater and a table. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Crafty? No crafties. A couple porta potties. Uh, that was <laughs> the, the other side of the tent. <laughs> that oh, was I into thought the, I snow. the yellow snow is on the other side of the tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there take, were- a, take a dump in the chalet before you get there. Yeah, there weren't uh, like snow <laughs> snow snowmobiles riding around this either because they wanted to keep that powder. No, fresh there's too, no right? there. You're it, so the it is an off. We're off the groomers in fresh powder that in an area that they completely blocked off. Uh, they don't allow um, for helicopters to get in, and you can't access with a snowmobile either because there's skiers coming mm. down the hill, and mm. after hours and before hours, there's cats running around uh, grooming everything those so, non-skiers that's <laughs> so there's no way <laughs> no other way of just uh, of getting your stuff in than just skiing it yeah they yeah. built a tower like i don't know how did they build that tower did they just have I guys don't... ski in with all the <laughs> one like scaffolding the uh, well they probably like each one of these bars i think was skied in right oh well, i guess parts. they probably catted it up to that upper yeah. area but you just stand at the nice. bottom of the the lift and be like here's 10 bucks take this up <laughs> like <laughs> just get random guys just like here's ten dollars take this here's ten dollars take this no dude these are the best of the business man these guys the, the riggers out there putting together this this show yeah, I well, mean, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah they did an amazing job yeah. awesome. like they built a tower on top of snow on the yep. side of a yeah and it didn't fall over or or well, sl- or sled down the mountain, ski down the mountain itself. <laughs> the whole so thing what was sliding. so so now we have working drones. We have right, one right. No, hang on, drone. hang on. Yeah, oh, we okay. Where we get there, and we think we have working drones. Uh, we come oh, in for boy. the first test day. Remember, um, none of these have actually been flown. They had right. no time to test fly any of the gimbals, nor test fly any of the you- drones. Like, As most professional gigs go, Troy. Yeah, yeah, you're crazy. All these, all this like uh, extraordinary <laughs> effort going into it, and then like no test flights. It's just I like, couldn't. I just no time. I'm in Jackson. <laughs> I got a DRL race. I got stuff to build. Uh, stuff comes in. Like I travel, and then we got there, and we finally our first test day on the mountain. And right, so Jordan's maybe another thing. Jordan talked about how we have this um, this really complex spot to. Um, uh, to cover and there's no way even actually from the top of the tower that you could really reach everything like we didn't know how high the tower was going to be and so i got in touch with um my good friend hugo from true rc yep and it was like well uh, hey um so could you make me a little little system so we could like extend range 
on the DJI Those, goggles. I want free on the goggles range. on the can I just have Can I just have all the range, please? On um, the crossfire, uh, we were on the crossfire Isn't on the goggles. We, we all do that to Hugo, though. Basically, <laughs> we're just like Hugo. Hey, man, I just want further. better range. Can I just fly further and more places? Yeah, so we spoke about a different. We discussed different options, different things. I, te- I actually tested some stuff during, like during that month of January, with like a bunch of boosters for antennas. Uh, I had an extension for my crossfire, and I thought I was all rigged up. Anyway, we roll up for the test day. What 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 ended up happening is Travis needed some footage for for, for the riders of the the lines like all the different spots he mm. wanted like footage yeah. covered anyway so we're just we just literally just rocked up and then Travis shows up and like all right um I need this footage so I already slap or slap some stuff together and let's start to go fly take off with the first drone fly to the top of the venue link quality goes to zero drone goes straight into the snow. <laughs> <laughs> while travis is watching well travis is obviously right now. Like, okay all right bro that's a good feeling that's a great feeling and now we gotta yeah we gotta recover that drone that one drone and anyway that was the whole ordeal did that uh, you found that, it in the powder or yeah yeah it was, it was thankfully it was it crashed right next to where some of the guys were at the top of the venue um mm. and then so the guy saw it go down and then one of the organizers who already knew what it was to go pick up a, a crashed drone from the test event <laughs> where I actually got stomped on by the Inspire that they had. Um, oh. anyway, uh, he knew what it was to pick up a crash drone and knew what to do and brought it back. Anyway, that was fine. But either way, that was just kind of the first, the first feeling, the first moments of being up there. Um, <laughs> later on, I, encouraging, it, encouraging. I took down, took off all my, my extensions. I just went with, okay, basic things that I know antennas off the goggles. The crossfire on the remote, uh, remote power battery, battery, and uh, we did, I did that stuff for him, and that was fine. And then we started testing. Finally, started testing the gimbals, and some of them were like rolling, seemed out of calibration. Some of them were doing working right. Some of them were popping. Anyway, it was not. It was not a good time. Oh but gold. Gosh. But golden boy. Golden boy. I'm not even sure we tested him. Like we, we started having so much <laughs> no, trouble. We with discovered stuff. Golden Boy later on. Yeah, as a late oh, yeah. As you so, do. So we went down that night. We had tested some of the antenna extensions, and they seemed to work. Uh, we tested some other ones, which did not seem to work. So yeah, finally testing, getting to testing our gear, and some victories, some defeats. Went up the next day. This time with Jordan, who had just rolled in on the Monday. Um, Jordan rolls in. It's like, day. what's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm so excited this. to be here, and they're like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like that same night, we were like, you know, opening rigs up, installing kill switches, uh, working on different parts, tuning gimbals. That's what you posted to details. Instagram. You you did basically did like a teardown, like hyperlapse, yeah. and, and you're filming this stuff and documenting. Oh, it on we Instagram. did that every single night. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so ensued like two days always. of going back up the hill every day, uh, testing things, working things out. And um, yeah, I mean, we, I think we were relatively happy with how things were uh, just before the event day, once we had done the rehearsal. But that's like the first, the first day where I was like, okay, I was feeling good and happy and content and confident that, that this was going to happen. And yeah, work properly I showed up. was the day before the event. This is <laughs> Monday. This is it's like a like a Tuesday, I think, and the first live day was would have been the Wednesday. Okay, jeez. This Holy is God. for the, for the listeners. Okay, if you haven't seen the show, it I'm sure was, we can get some clips in. 
So go it, to the YouTube version, watch it. You'll see all of the, some amazing clips. It was a smash hit. Okay, like this FPV drone. Yeah, was the A camera. It was the camera from the start of the run to the end of the run that fought that chased the riders down the mountain. It's like a straight up video game. Yeah, and it was uh, a huge part of the broadcast. Like it was a massive part of the broadcast. I don't even know if there were other cameras that could cover a lot of the areas on this mountain because they would never cut to the other cameras. You just saw the FPV drone the entire time. This was a huge, huge deal for Travis and the directors and the whole production essentially counting on this camera coming through. And you guys are telling us this. This is wild. This is I would not, totally unexpected, honestly. That was the I coolest mean, part, right? Yeah. Is is that we were a cam. Like FPV normally in broadcast, like it's been done before, right? It's FPV. The double D cam. Like it's just but it's <laughs> right. It's D. like, oh, it's this cool unique shot that we throw in here every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but to have the FPV drone be like primary every single time they'd go cut to camera four and then they just stay on camera four until we got to the end. So you guys were camera four, nice. We were three and four, yeah. That's nice. awesome. And, you, and not only that, too, you saw it, you heard it take off, you saw it hovering like right outside the position. You guys were like in the in the main shot uh, mm-hmm. when the riders left the gate, and then as they finish off, you hear this uh, this beast of <laughs> a cine lifter coax drone just tear off. I was like, yeah, that's kind of how mine sounds too. That's fucking fun. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, I I, re- I apologized to the to the folks um, and told them, you know, I'm sorry i kept because i kind of kept them in in the dark a bit i didn't give them too many updates because i was like (laughs) in the midst of it right shit's not working dog (laughs) (laughs) thank god you didn't thank god you didn't give them updates i don't know i'm not sure if it would have been the same show if he did yeah i they would have they would have probably been like okay i don't think this this guy's too sketchy i don't think he's gonna pull it off bro um but uh yeah thankfully everything worked out just perfect um well it didn't work out perfect <laughs> we discovered gold on the day on the day of the event um we rolled up we had left all our stuff in the tent that we had up there but the problem yeah. is the day before it had actually been gotten warmer and then colder and then warmer and colder anyway uh we got up there and then our our t- tent had caved in and then we smart smart as we were we just left everything on the table um, oh, no. with snow like, like you guys got fresh freshies or something yeah there were there, it snowed and then the, the tent caved in and then there was the the snow that go, was in the part that's basically caved, caved in melted and then it melted through the roof uh so oh, yeah, it dripped so onto like the table dripping straight down into the tent. right so oh, my gosh so basically three i think three or four of the gimbals had water on them oh, uh some of the drones too had like a layer of ice that's where we mm. we named frozo luckily they're waterproof uh well, Test and, and definitely tested waterproof. Well, the, so the, the drone the drone <laughs> had no problem the drone was not a problem but then we basically get up on the platform and we we first we spent like way too long shoveling because everything was covered in snow and then you had spent, like four feet of snow right that's what they postponed the entire event based on the weather that, right? that was later on that was later okay. on but for okay. day one we had Still. we had like a foot of snow maybe and then we had to shovel the whole thing off and um, yeah, shovel the tower, shovel our area, shovel the tent. Right. Make space oh, for Jenny's cables. Where are we going to get through? Anyway, so we get there. 
uh, start preparing our drones, um, fire up the first one. Gimbal starts going, yeah, just <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> We're like, oh, oh crap, oh crap. Okay, let's put up the spare one. All right, brought the Old spare, boy. plug the spare in, and the gimbal starts going, <laughs> like rolling, like, oh God. <laughs> and then that's where we found Golden Boy. Golden yeah, Boy was the backup, backup, backup. Was yeah, it was backup? originally never supposed to be flown. Oh, was my not gosh. To fly. Oh, my gosh. So up comes Gold, Golden Boy, and he finally just holds it. And then literally we were ready within from like five minutes before the show actually started. Oh, my gosh. Like we didn't – normally we were supposed to like take a break there and eat, and we were just scrambling, shoveling, getting stuff ready. Uh, debugging drones, trying to figure out what was going on. Okay, screw it. We're going to the backup. Take all the props off this one. Put them on the other one. Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, and we had all woken up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Right. To get to the compound at 5 a.m. To get on the mountain at 6 to get a lift up at 6.30. So the sun hasn't even risen and we're riding the chairlifts to the top. Jeez. Yeah, so it's really cold. It's really cold. It's what 7 a.m by that point 7 30 if that you along with all other production all the other camera guys are out there everyone has to go off at the same time because it's like before this lift opens so there's just doing like a specialty production lift of everyone all up at once so in terms of well what's the mood like in that gondola so jackson hole has an awesome big gondola you can fit like 40 people in there right it's uh, oh that's the tram no we were in the little gondola so we're in like two or three of us per gondola okay so you guys are all in there just sweating going oh shit oh shit oh shit no we're all excited because we didn't know everything's great yet yeah (laughs) we're like oh we're gonna get up there everything's on the table it's ready to go (laughs) plug it in cool uh so i got a question on it so in, in this moment when you're shoveling crap off your drones and defrosting Frozo, and you've got five minutes to go before the thing starts. Between, in terms of like stress levels, how does it compare to, you know, like being in DRL finals? Which is worse at this point? Probably more it's for a, Gab than It's Jen. a different, st- yeah, I wasn't stressed. I was, yeah. that, <laughs> it's, it's, like- it's the same kind of thing, you know. It's, <laughs> I feel like when I'm in those kinds of moments, I'm just very focused on what I'm doing. Okay. And the, the 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 stress is really replaced by uh what's the problem? How can I solve it? And what are the different options? And um that was just it at the moment, all right? We got we got 10 minutes, okay. That should be enough to take the props off this one, do this, do that, move that transmitter over to this drone and make things work. And uh, we were ready with a backup. Yeah, like if at any time one working. of the rigs went down, we went yeah. hit a button and then we still had two more backups. So for anyone listening, what advice would you give them to have that same attitude in the face of high stress, things not working? Like, what what do you do to stay focused on the mission at that point? It is very important to be to be focused. I, I don't know. Um, don't fo- don't focus on the things that you can't control. That is one of the things that I think I really learned in racing is that. Some things you can't control. Um, your nerves are very hard to control, but I mean that's not really the, should not be the focus. Um, you can't control if you're going to get mid-aired out of the race. You can't control, especially you when can't control the heat. circumstances. Um, but what you can control is, for example, your breathing. Am I breathing heavily? Am I breathing slowly? Am I tense? Is my body tense? Is my body relaxed? 
you can yeah. work on that. Uh, you can control the choices that you make. I can control how I'm flying. Am I flying aggressively? Am I pushing everything? Am I trying to cut the corners? And, you know, with everything in life, it's kind of the same thing. Like we were there and, you know, you have, what do you have? Well, you have five minutes. I can either stand here and be freaking out because it may be not, maybe it's not going to work. Or I can stand here and think about all the things that need to happen right here, right now for things to work out. And then so you take the reasonable decisions one after the other and you execute them. And it's like a tunnel. You get into it and then you... <laughs> you get out of the tunnel at some point on the other end and uh, <laughs> best yeah. and jump on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> so well, we had a good team for it too. Like yeah. it was like, you know, so Bryce was you, putting on the props. I was setting up the station. Gab was trying to figure out which drones worked. And like Sam, our battery guy was charging batteries. Like it was, you know, it was just hunker down and go kind of time. Yeah. I guess we didn't talk about the whole team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were, there's five of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was good. That was where I was going to go with that because I knew Bryce was there. Yeah, so gets... Bryce was there as as um, as you know, uh, all around amazing guy. Yeah. Always good attitude. Tinker, um, tinker, oh, tinker man. god. There's there's more of that. Tinker god, like we oh, were. He made some incredible stuff. Yeah, we were we were sitting in the hotel. They're trying to figure out on oh, the you know this. Like we were losing gimbal control because the um, the crossfire wasn't talking to the gimbal right, and he's like, oh, "No worries, huh? let me just whip out something in like just a few minutes." And he, he just brought whipped. a 3D printer. Did he? Oh yeah, yeah. He also yep. brought a sewing machine. <laughs> he also brought like his desktop com- Like he brought a workshop with him, and it's we were very lucky that he did because he printed out what little thumb screws so you could put the gimbal on toolessly. Uh, just. I love yeah, Bryce. Just little things. He just Bryce, came in so clutch. He's yeah. one of those guys that I've never met, but I've always wanted to spend some time hanging out with. He's he just great. seems like he's he just loves what he does. He loves tinkering. He loves building, and then and then a stellar pilot too. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Yeah. yeah, one of the days that he couldn't ski, Gab and I come back from a day of skiing and testing, and he's made like this battery pouch koozie, so that <laughs> so that the tripod. <laughs> can like hold a four cell battery for all the ground station stuff awesome. and it won't get cold. And it's all like cross stitch, <laughs> like plastic inside to ice. Oh, it was crazy. You just yeah. made that. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Bryce, uh, all around basically techie and gimbal operator. He was the one dealing with how bad the gimbal was doing. Um, and, <laughs> and had to deal with it and give us a good shot. Um, Jordan was supposed to be flying. That was the initial idea. We were supposed to trade. And again, you know, Jordan being the only person I honestly trusted to do this kind of thing and who knows what, what, what's up. That was, that was as we were going into it. Um, Sam, also known as Contour Aerials, he was more so the, just the logistics. Um, and then we had Arlen with us who was the... Yeah, there was a spotter. PA. Yeah, our own PA and spotter. Nice. Nice. Because you need, you know, legally you need to see the drone. It's supposed to be in line of sight. And from the top of the tower, we could see kind of the start and some of some of the sides and some of the bottom, but we could not see the drone on half of the course. Uh, so we had basically Arlen on the other side of the mountain at the bottom, um, just spotting it. And, nice. um, oh yeah. Cause remember there's the FPV drone, but there's two heavy lifts up at the same time. Oh, yeah. There's two right. Alta X's yeah. hovering just around cruising. also. 
Yeah, yeah. You guys had, uh, well, I guess, shout out to Wild Rabbit and uh, Motion State, right? Those yeah. are the two yep. guys out there. Yeah. And they, like, I think they, they kind of struggled more than we did with the weather because <laughs> um, it was very windy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, also, like, traffic was, was a bit of a concern at the start, but it turns out we had kind of a dance. Like, we would be coming down the hill just behind the rider, and they would basically be leading the rider. So we would. Mm. You know, it was just kind of a dance that we were kind of going together and we, we would rip up the hill before they would come back into any our kind of airspace. And I see we had comms with them. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of comms all the time. Yeah. So you could hear the director on the, you know, like the calling the cameras, ready camera four, camera four type of stuff. Yeah. And Bryce was on the cams channel. I was on drones channel, which had, we had our own, he was the AC, right? Who's he was pretty much like air traffic controller, nice. Um, sense. Mm-hmm. So he's telling us when to repo, when to get up, when to heavy lifts to swap around, and yeah, there's a lot of comps going on. Yeah, where were the heavy lift drones relative? Like, where were their operations relative They're at the to bottom. you guys? They're at the base. Okay, yeah, because their shots were pretty much like almost like a helicopter style. They were flying mm-hmm. the. Um, the Movi Carbon Zoom lens. So they had a really long telephoto lens zooming in and out. Did they also have a helicopter there too? Or was that just nope. a heavy lift drone? Just okay. heavy lift. Yeah. yeah, so those those helicopter style shots were all coming from that heavy lift drone. And you said high winds. What were the winds like? 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. Oh. Well, and you'd have mm, like cold. these snow ta- snow-nado things coming through. and Yeah. yeah. Funnily yeah. enough, we had one of those like just as the first rider dropped. Yeah. Jeez. Snow so Nintendo. the first rider, Gigi Gigi Ruff, uh, he actually won the this first supernatural. Anyway, um, we he he drops in, and then this tornado starts coming in, and just everything is white. The trees start shaking like crazy. He just goes off a jump and then disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. And we just completely lost him within ten seconds of of him dropping, and then just well, where is he? Where is he? And we're like spinning around, like what's going on? I found him again, and then kept on going. My goodness, it was a pretty cool perspective, you know. Like I feel, I feel like the shots you guys were getting, it was um, it obviously because of the gimbal, it had more of a polished look than like a hard mountain FPV drone, right? So it was in line with what you would normally see with broadcast. But it still had this very raw, reactive kind of look to it, which was really cool. You guys were trailing the athletes sometimes like, you know, 10 like to 20 feet behind the athletes. You could see they were piloting almost like predicting, trying to predict where the riders were going to go and the runs that they were going to take. It was actually kind of a cool little dance between you and the athletes. Uh, so kudos to those like flying skills. Well, we that, that was well, then the next difficulty was, you know, flying these rigs and like i i started up first because i mean i knew the athletes and i'd been down this course with athletes before and then it it took me a good few runs you know to get the vibe of like first of all where they're going uh and then what the pacing is uh you it's just very hard to predict when they're going to hit the brakes how hard you need to turn how how much speed they need for each one of the jumps and you kind of need to predictively know, okay, he's going to need that much speed. So you see him bombing into the, to the jump. You're like, that's, you're going way too fast, buddy. And you, know, <laughs> you already predictively ease off a bit because you know he's going to hit the brakes. Uh, because 
some of them would just go way too fast and then over through shoot the jumps and then they start going down and then they just with the powder there's just a and then it's just a cloud of, <laughs> of snow and you're like where'd you go and then we'd spend like <laughs> a lot of moments i i'm obviously like i come in with the drone and have to pull back so hard that i couldn't see the other guy anymore or the yeah, girl right um so i couldn't see anything because i'm full on the brakes and i'm freaking out just like oh guys what's going on what's going on tell me tell me <laughs> we're like we don't know where he is either man <laughs> where'd he go where'd he go it's just powder out there yeah. And then we suddenly he's like, oh, he went right, 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 right. Okay, okay, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we like by the time we we went three four riders in, I think we at some point we decided like I was just going to do the whole thing because oh boy. each one of us was was kind of honing in on this on a different skill. Right, I was honing in on matching the pace and get feeling out the riders. Bryce was figuring out the stick and you know what to do with the gimbal predictively level it out before it starts doing weird things so bryce is changing the angle of the gimbal as you're flying yeah he's yes. pitch and roll so he's, he's correcting roll. any roll that the gimbal's messing up okay and then pitching up and down to wow keep it right. that's what, uh, a separate crossfire or something yeah on a tango oh okay. so he had it mapped to the sticks yeah just okay. huh. but no pan just no, it's, it's a two-axis gimbal on the okay. front of the okay drone, yeah hmm it's two axis because a three axis would add weight and you, we wanted to be able to whip around a corner. Yeah. We can't afford this thing to lag and, and not to be, not be in sync with what's happening. Um, Are the judges judging off of your shot then? I believe the judges got a multi-feed. Okay. I believe so. I'm not hundred percent sure, but they okay. need to see everything from all angles. Right. But right. I'm assuming they were definitely seeing our shot and watching it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah. you could hear even like, uh, like Salema, uh, Masakella, like talking about like the shots and, and like, there was like, he, I, there was like one instance where he, he gave a shout out. Did you guys rewatch the broadcast? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So there was like one instance where he gave like a shout out to the drone pilots mm-hmm. right as like, you got really close to him and like he, that one of the dudes might've fallen or something like that. And they had to go back to, to look at the other cameras <laughs> to, to make the judgment. So there was a huge level of pressure there to to have be be the camera that this contest is being judged off of, right? You know, and I, I guess on that same thought, the other the other interesting thing for that is that consistent look because they were using like the FPV shot primarily in this entire show. The judges kind of had the same kind of look from the drones perspective versus having all these different uh, camera angles that they were cutting to you could potentially with that those different camera angles you could potentially have a certain run look differently uh even though it wasn't maybe as impressive but because of this yeah. fpv run was like a consistent approach when mark well, mcmorris won that thing you were like holy shit this guy is like throwing down right now <laughs> you know so yeah it was important to always keep the same angle the same distance the same everything and kind of keep the same feel as much as possible and that's what i think made it made it hard i think on one of the runs i took the liberty of like doing like a little side angle or a little something something just because i was feeling it but <laughs> um well, like Did you direct... that? <laughs> thankfully not thankfully not okay. <laughs> but the idea was to always keep it simple chase cam and um and keep it going like the, yeah. the pacing was just the, the hardest thing because if you watch the show like it was nonstop. Like we'd get to the bottom and then they'd call in the next rider drop. So what would happen is we would 
I would rip the the the, the rig up at like 70-80% throttle um uphill. Remember there's like 30 mile hour wind downwind. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not it climbing was actually super hard. I'm like, you know, pulling what was it? Standing there pulling like 60, 70 amps, Jeez. and the rig is barely moving. Like me, you're like oh my gosh. Oh, that's one tree. Mm, two one trees. Of those batteries okay. are cold. They yeah. don't like that either. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so that was part of the difficulty. Anyway, ramping that thing up, coming in, quick swap, battery swap. We had Jordan on the on the pit stops. Nice. I was, I was pit boss. Ready to go, Jordan. As always, as yes. always. So excited for mayhem. He's getting practice. <laughs> but we had a good a good system with uh, with dual plugs. That is um, something I had come up with back in when we were doing uh, the underground race. How's it called again in Kentucky? The oh, MDX. 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 We won MDX thanks to that pit strategy. Yeah. The double Canada. plugs. Team Canada. We get it. It's fun. What is uh what's the dual plug? You got you have them in uh in parallel sixty nineties in the back. There's okay. two there's two plugs in parallel and then you come in, uh you land the drone, you plug in the the second battery in. So you have two batteries plugged in and then you rip the first one out and then you put the as one fast in. as possible. Yeah, because of the voltage go. difference there is not I'm a sure. big deal. Really? Hmm. No. Cool. Like did it make much of a difference? Nope. I don't think so. No, like it's cool to know. There's enough resistance and everything that it was. Yeah, like I mean, it's the, like you're like thug, thug. Well, yeah. it was like thug, unstrap, pull out. It, you know, it'd be like five seconds. Really? They'd be plugged wow. in together. Huh? Wasn't an issue. That surprises me. I figured it was. I figured it would drop more. I've never tried it because I didn't want to hurt any batteries. But that's awesome. I cool. guess it's a it's a good way to get that battery heated up a little bit. You know, if anything, the <laughs> are pretty fast. It didn't. It didn't help. Well, point. but it's it's you. So you're you have your so transmitter and air unit on for hours straight. Then at that point, no, we, ended we up reboot cycling because yeah. yeah, there's there's like one rider go, second rider would go, and then they do like replays and recaps. Mm-hmm. So we'd okay. have like two three minutes there. Okay. So then he'd come in, land, we'd unplug it, leverage, it, let it all reboot. And then plug yeah. it in because you had to keep the broadcast transmitter warm. Right, right. If it got too cold, it would start. I don't know. Not what working. Start yeah. Doing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Neat. And then Gab, you were looking at your DJI s- signal, but that wasn't on any type of tilt. Uh, you just had a set camera tilt, right? That was a fixed tilt, yeah. Okay. And then you guys had your a little smart controller up too. I saw in the in the setup that was just, just that was the that was just for my. Yeah. viewing pleasure. Jordan's entertainment and experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys weren't piping that signal for backup or anything? No, no. No, definitely not. No, that was pretty much just so I knew where he was and when he was coming in and all that stuff. Nice. Okay. Huh. Wow. That's I amazing. Like, I feel like we're just getting started here, boys. You guys would say, me, what's next? So yeah, we're going to take all this technology. Yeah. Tell me. So it couldn't have all just like been going like all good for this entire show, right? Like, tell me some more. Uh, no, everything went moments. perfect. No, the during the two perfect. live events, it went perfect. Nothing. Yeah, nice. Not a single I mean, awesome. a gimbal would mess up here and there. And yeah. you'd come in and you'd give it a restart and then work fine again. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the they second, like. uh, the finals day, that's what I pretty much watched through and through. I was actually watching it while I was like on my bench building a mini quad. It was like great. It was great uh, entertainment. All my, me and my snowboard buddies were like texting and they're like, Johnny, you out there right now? I was like, no, I wish I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it was a big deal. And, and the whole, uh, the whole world was watching. So it was fucking, it was cool to, to know you guys were out there crushing it right there. I had a lot of pride for you guys and super stoked that it went so well. Absolutely. When the original plan, Gab, was what to have two or three of us. Yeah. Yeah. In the air at the same time. No, the plan was like, oh, it's just oh, going to be Gab yeah. and I, and you know, whoever's not flying, <laughs> we'll do the batteries and the gimbal and the swaps and it'll be fine and no big deal. <laughs> uh, but Yikes. we found out is we needed all five people. It's a big yeah. deal. Like we really needed every single person was on it and was had stuff to do all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, imagine if it was just like us. <laughs> what would you do differently starting now? Like if you did the version two of this event, or when you do version two of this event, what uh, what lessons have you learned? I want to change Even- a thing. Um, oh, really? Operationally, I think we had it down. Don't so the, the original plan, the original plan uh, had us fly two drones. Had us like two full, two full separate drone crews, so that once you get at the end, you know, someone already took off and was already ready at the top again. Sure. Yeah. But then we figured we weren't losing that much time by just doing a pit switch. Sure. Um, it takes thirty seconds to rip up to the top of the mountain, uh, maybe twenty to thirty. So. As long as you're heavy enough on the throttle, you can be fast enough to the pits, spend 20 seconds in pits, and another 20 seconds to the top. That's a minute. And that's as much time as the Alta took to go from the bottom right. to the top the of the course. The took like, yeah. what, 45, 50 seconds to get from the bottom <laughs> to the top. Right. So it was perfectly dialed in, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I operationally, I don't think we'd do anything differently. Maybe the only thing we'd change is I'd put in, I'd have more time to work on the gimbals and make something that is really set it and forget it. Sure. As we were well, hoping you're quarantining to right start. now, dude. You've got time. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So I've been on it all day. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm not, I'm okay. So I, I don't want to um, sound like whatever. I, I, dude, like all, like all praise Gab right here and Jet and the whole team to make this done. But was there ever a moment in your head where you're like, an Inspire 2, like, or something like that. I know they mentioned they flew it before, but uh, I think we talked to, you know, you can fly the Inspire 2 now with, like, the DJI Air, and you can bolt that on there. It has it a gimbal that's... It doesn't descend. It doesn't, doesn't descend, descend fast, fast enough? enough. No, you, can't, you can't descend fast enough or cut through trees. And right. Besides, yeah, the, the tree gaps are tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the riders barely fit through. Right. There's the secret jump. Like that yeah, one was where it's like three trees that are kind of yeah. like next yeah. to each other. So and the one line that you had was, you know, a meter, meter wide at, at most. Yeah. You and you were and you... Inspire. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like the Inspire doesn't descend. That's like problem yeah. number one, right? right. It's like it was descent rates. Well, yeah. You get like what? Five meters per second. No, max 12 meters per second or oh, something like which that. Which still isn't yeah. even nearly the enough. camera drone guy over here is all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, defensive. I'm just like, I mean, I'm not defensive. I'm just saying like, you know, we all have our tools. <laughs> I'm not defensive. I'm not defensive. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We, we just have our tools that, you know, like that we'd be used to, to using. Um, yeah. I, I flew, uh, old red, 
boring tools. Yeah. I used, I actually flew for Red Bull Rampage two years ago and we flew yeah. a heavy lift and an Inspire 2. I did not have the FPV system on that job. That was one of the most stressful jobs of my career. I mean, it was just incredibly nuts. So I kind of know what you guys were going through uh, to a degree, let alone it wasn't, uh, you know, zero degrees and we didn't have uh, four feet of snow, yeah. but it was high altitude. And we were tracking athletes, you know, descending, I think it was uh, 1200 feet from the start of that run to the bottom. We were somewhere in the middle and um, yeah, it was incredibly challenging. Our job for that show, we were, we weren't directed to do any type of chase cam. We were asked to do more of like a general wide because there were some blackout areas in that course where there was no other like man cameras that would be able to cover it. So we did our job to kind of do an overall, you know, kind of wide profile look at as they're coming down. So, but yeah, overall still incredibly tough. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. by the time we get to next rampage, we'll have one of these. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, buddy. yeah, I think so. I mean, it's as a huge dynamic, uh, totally new look. And if anything, that's what we're all expecting now because it went over so well. So, uh, and if you need sure. a battery, bitch, I am 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that, it, it, that's it was my tough. job. Oh, it was, sorry. It was tough getting getting the right crew together. And I think, like, I knew my, my, first, my first man was obviously Jordan. But then we spent a bunch of time discussing who else we could bring and who else wanted to come. And then there's a whole bunch of people who put their hand up who were so stoked to come. And Oh, yeah. It was just not... I didn't Gotta like, be you able need to be well enough to carry a giant pelican case. Right. Off yeah, course. Skyberries Sky is the perfect choice. Right. Yeah. And then stand in the cold for all day. In- <laughs> <laughs> I love the shot of you guys like pacing around the. It was cold, <laughs> man. That day so- was really cold. <laughs> yeah. We have a shot right here, too. I guess one of my other questions that I really wanted to bring up, too. I want to see if. Um, if this will work. But there was a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a moment watching the broadcast. Yes. Or uh, this guy, who was the rider? Ben Ferguson. Ben Ferguson did a little speed check. Okay, he that was not a speed check. Well, what did he do? He would tried. He tried to do a butter, but then okay. kind of sank in a little bit. Oh my goodness! What happened there? So I had just said, "Hey, you need to catch up." Right when he did that. Yeah. So for those of you guys listening like... out there, or who could barely see that photo I just held up, there was a moment. Where Gab's drone was, I want to say a foot from this dude's goggles. Nah, the the, the camera, the camera, yeah, is you know, the lens is a little tighter. It's okay, tighter. so two oh, feet, <laughs> two feet, three feet. Let's give it, it three. Tight. Let's give it three to four. Yeah, three to four, maybe five, five or six, feet, five know. or six feet. This was, thing was ripping right at him, and there was a moment where I was just like, "Holy, you know, holy shit!" What but that. That exactly highlights why we needed a racing quad for this. Yeah. This was not going to happen with your Inspire, bro. Yeah, Inspire would have just blocked <laughs> <if> he... <laughs> him in the back of the head. Like, yeah. Whoa. Just, just um, smacked him. What happened is he took a very, a bit of an obtuse line. He went, um, instead of keep on going downhill, he went along the hill and then lost a bunch of speed and then decided to do a butter, a nose butter. So it's kind of a figure where he like um, flips around and then drags the nose. And then normally you kind of flip her out of it and then keep going. The problem is he did the butter, but he wasn't going downhill. He was going side the hill. Uh, so he, he started buttering 
and then lost too much speed and then planted the board into the snow and then went straight downhill. So he basically did a stop, full stop, and then went sideways. And I, I was just, we just came off the jump before and he just picked up a bunch of speed and Jordan was like, Hey, uh, you might want to speed up there, buddy. <laughs> and then, I can and then by the time, that. by the time he's like, racing, right. By the time <laughs> he, he, like he disappeared behind the tree. So I'm guessing it coming around, around the tree. And then by the time I noticed he was doing a butter, like, Oh crap, get on the brakes. And then just managed to just avoid him. But that that's that racer's really instinct stuff. right there. That's what, that's what all the training yeah. comes down to essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. Only a two time runner up could do that. <laughs> well, cause more than just like I was battery pit boss and also like Gab's radio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and, but you'd know the trick. I'm like, listening the trick in that on he's the doing. cam, right? We all like. Like, I wouldn't know that. Like, I wouldn't know that he's doing a butter. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what that is. Like, yeah, and butter I, and that's that's a uh, snowboard a... right there. I have no idea what that is. Like, <laughs> it's like I would just be like, well, okay, I'm gonna hit him now. <laughs> you should go watch the X Games Knuckle Huck. That's like oh, yeah. that's where all the butters. Yeah. Oh, that's a good stuff. Oh yeah, but you need to you need to be able to read what they do, and I think yeah. that's no, and that, one of the that's things that's really quintessential credit back to you is it's it's awesome that you know not only are you designing an entirely new drone system you're organizing an entire production of how to fly fpv you're operating the drones you're staying warm you're bringing in people to help you do it and and now you're also interpreting snowboarding tricks while flying down a mountain with a prototype drone trying to broadcast international television without crashing into someone or something like that's fucking amazing dude and i want you to recognize and i and i'm sure you have some sense of how amazing that is but like all praise back to you guys like on how absolutely freaking incredible that is and that you pulled that off and in our i'm so excited for your success with that like it, it makes me like just so stoked for you you guys are nuts man well thanks Thanks so much for the. It was was a definitely a haul. I hope. Well, it's not going to be the end of it, so you're going to hear plenty more of it. I hope. And, yeah, um, they got two more events uh, coming up. I don't think they're live, right? But you got one in BC, and then it's the road to Alaska, right? Yeah. Same yeah. type of thing going on for those shows. I don't know how much of that is public, but it's okay. the same kind of thing. But if they're going to be film shoots, they're not going to be live just because they are in very remote terrain where you just could not physically bring a TV truck. Right. But um, you'll see them soon enough on uh, Red Bull TV, I guess. That's all I know. That's going to be great, man. That's going to just flies the stuff. drones, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and learns the Fusion 360. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and develops yeah. the whole gimbal system and <laughs> all that stuff. It's Amazing. crazy. Really, really good stuff, boys. Well, well done. And uh, you really did represent the FPV community and the drone community as a whole. Yeah. Uh, you put it on your shoulders and yeah. you, you showed everyone, I guess, what it is like to be the next level. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I shot a bunch of BTS. So I need yeah. to get around to editing that. Hopefully, it oh, will yeah. be like Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. But I think I think it's a, it's, it's a natural progression. You know, a lot of people have been wanting to been saying that fpv drones are coming and they're going to take over the world and i think this is this is how we do it uh is by delivering stuff that is smooth out of the thing and that's what people expect and that's what people want and so if you're going to make live tv a thing with fpv well you're going to need some sort of a gimbal sorry Mm. to sorry to bring it to you 
yeah. and that was kind of my thoughts you know a year ago like well i don't see how else this is gonna work and uh, i just gotta see it and recognize it and then just take on the challenges of of what it is to make this move forward 707 degrees of freedom gimbal coming soon yeah that's that's then another question are we bringing this to market or not i don't know <laughs> what do you yourself. think yeah. I, I think I people know. will definitely buy it. You just. I think to, uh, you should comment down below what you think Gab should do. I'll, should I'll we sell it. this gimbal or not? <laughs> I got so many questions. Like I posted those pictures, and I yeah. had like t- instantly like tens of messages. <laughs> of, hey, uh, I'd love to. You, I've got some project I could really use this on. I'm like, I didn't even don't... bother sending you a message because <laughs> I'm sure that you were flooded. I was just like, I'll just catch up with them later. I just wanted to tell people, bro, you don't even realize how much of a headache these yeah. things are. Like and they, how... they don't even really work. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, we got them to work in the end, or at least we got that one. I mean, more. how many IMUs did you go through? Ten? Just I, just to no, get I Golden Boy? Eight or nine, I don't know. Right. Like just, just a little like, sure. accelerometer board, like they would just die and you throw it away and grab a new one. And hopefully that one has better QC than the last. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I said I still. I'm still working out the kinks and um, trying to make them make them better. There's part of it because I guess gimbals are complicated, and gimbals were in a place where you can openly buy them and tinker with them four years ago, five years ago. That's when uh, the all the Alex Moss gimbals were, were were in hype, and people were starting to put bigger cameras on them. And at some point, uh, it just became this obscure, this obscure uh, magic. Um, where only DJI and Feiyutech and Freefly, Freefly, and a bunch oh. of other people, um, Grimsy. But yeah, I mean, there we even struggle with that too with uh, larger camera systems or FLIR camera systems. Or, or you know, um, there's not that many solid, reliable gimbals, especially that integrate in with the rest of the drone too. So, Shine that's like can handle the G forces of a racing yeah. drone, right? right? Like that's you're adding a whole nother level of hard. So it becomes this world of custom built to your application, to your camera, to your this, to your that. And uh, most of the people out there just want to sell, sell to customers. So all you can buy is cheap ass smart, smartphone controller gimbals or even the action cam ones, like they're fading out because GoPro is killing them off with onboard stabilization yeah, which you can't do in a production environment, like a live production environment. No, no, you can't. You can't do that. So, right. hmm. but yeah, the dark, the dark art of gimbals. Oh man, twenty twenty one. Hey, but if they made an SDI out GoPro, yeah, that'd be sweet. Where you could hyper smooth an SDI out. Yeah, that would be like yeah, yeah. Hyper smooth three is pretty good. Well, even then, you'd still have to gimbal it because you need a you need right, the lock yeah but at least now you're down to a one axis gimbal maybe at that point <laughs> well i mean hypersmooth is still gonna i guess you could you could deal with a bit of rolling as long as yeah. you don't get all the jitters and the things right well i think we're starting to probably round down a little bit i think we're right at that like two-ish hour mark that i think would be perfect this has been an awesome discussion i'm so I, again I, I said it already but i'm so stoked for what you guys are doing like john said for lifting up the hobby to you know a, a new level you know and showing off like what all of this is capable of i think this is going to be a watershed moment in what we as professionals all four of us and and beyond can do and and i i mean credit is all back to you like that's that's freaking amazing so 
you know, having come through all this, would love to give you a chance to kind of plug whatever you guys got going on, um, whatever you want people to go click on and check out. Please uh, shout it out now. Um, yeah, big shout out goes to we're not we're not you know clicking anything, but you can like to Travis Rice, who's the man with the vision and the man oh, with yeah. the plan. Like he would this this was his vision, and he he got um, everyone else from the the, nat- the um, natural selection crew. To believe in this dream that oh hey we can we can follow, do a follow cam and we can like we can pull this through and not just go to you know the easy solutions which would have been just put up you know ground cams and whatnot he believed in this and he made it happen. A uh, big shout out goes to the Uncle Toads crew. Um, they're the guys who put on the whole production. Um, they're the guys who essentially all funded, I guess, the, the whole exploration into these gimbals and developing the project and making it happen and believing in me to make it happen as well. More shout-outs go to uh, to Andy from Shendrones for making things happen um, and always being being the guy who listens and, and makes shit and, and uh, yeah, making the Sicario and the, and the pods and everything. And then more shout-outs to, to Troy for building rigs in absolutely no time. Um, he had, like, just a couple of days to make those happen, and I was just kind of last-minute sh- shipping in parts and then changing plans, and then, oh, my God, and oh, my God. Uh, another shout-out to well, the whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce killed it. Um, Sam killed it. Arlen killed it. Jordan killed it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have done it without the whole crew and, and everyone, so it's, it was amazing. Last but not least, our, our favorite battery battery boss jordan baby coming through <laughs> way to go yeah. dude oh yeah oh yeah and we got to ski we got yeah. to ski. like gav and i have known each other for what like five years now at least yeah and we've never skied together not that's not true you skied at perfect north here in india oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little back backwoods <laughs> hill yeah yeah the just slushy green. <laughs> that was one of my favorite days ever. That was a really fun day. Cool. And you guys yeah. had some pow to slash too. I mean, dude, Jackson yeah. Hole is one of the best mountains in the world. I've been there once and it was fantastic. You guys yeah. got fresh pow. It's private. a crazy mountain. They've got some incredible inbounds that's like, if you went the wrong way, you're falling off a 40-foot cliff mm-hmm. inbounds. Yeah. Like, it's wild. It's a wild place. Awesome. <laughs> You guys got to hop the ropes legally without getting trespass free, you know, like, oh, my God, <laughs> just like unbelievable experience. Can you guys just go back there anytime you want now and fly drones to be like, hey, we're the guys for us. Uh, yeah. Natural yeah. selection. Just bring or a what? crew pass and just be like, wish. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you might be able to swing that one for sure. Awesome. Right, cool. Boys. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Gab and Chet. And to, I mean, shout out to the whole natural selection crew. Absolutely incredible. Uh, John and I are so stoked to have chatted with you guys and share it with the whole audience. We are, uh, I mean, as soon as uh, they wrapped, I was like, I messaged John. I was like, we got to get them on to talk about it because there's got to be so many cool stories of gimbals not working and <laughs> towers being assembled on the face of a mountain and almost, you know, or comfortably avoiding ski uh, snowboarders yeah, on the side of the mountain. Feet, <laughs> yeah, at, least, at least 10 feet from that guy. But uh, yeah, please go check out Gab and Jordan as well as the Natural Selection broadcast, Travis Rice, all of that. Thank you so much for watching and keep flying the good flight. Yeah.